0: Thirty-four. close by, now a preparatory school for boys, was the residence of Archbishop Tit, whose wife established the orphanage here, broca Paul 1824-1880, French surgeon and anthropologist, was born at Saint-Foy-le-Grande, Guern. on the 28th of June 1824, he early developed a taste for higher mathematics, but circumstances decided him in adopting medicine as his profession. Beginning his studies at Paris in 1841, he made rapid progress, becoming house surgeon in 1844, assistant anatomical lecturer in 1846, and three years later professor of surgical anatomy. He had already gained a reputation by his pathological researches. In 1853 he was named Fellow of the Faculty of Medicine, and in 1867 became member of the Academy of Medicine and professor of surgical pathology to the faculty. During the years occupied in winning his way to the head of his profession he had published treatises of much value on cancer, aneurysm and other subjects. It was in 1861 that he announced his discovery of the seat of articulate speech in the left side of the frontal region of the brain, since known as the Convolution of Broca, but famous as he was as a surgeon. His name is associated most closely with the modern school of anthropology, establishing the Anthropological Society of Paris in 1859 of which he was secretary till his death, he was practically the inventor of the modern science of craniology, he rendered distinguished service in the Franco-German War, and during the commune by his organization and administration of the public hospitals, he founded low Revue d'Anthropologie in 1872, and it was in its pages that the larger portion of his writings appeared, in his last years broke a turn from his labors in the region of craniology to the exclusive study of the brain, In which his greatest triumphs were achieved see aphasia. He was decorated with the Legion of Honor in 1868 and was Honorary Fellow of the leading anatomical, biological and anthropological societies of the world. He died on the 9th of July 1880. A statue of him by Chopin was erected in 1887 in front of the Faculty of Medicine in Paris. Brocade. The name usually given to a class of richly decorative shuttle woven fabrics. Often made in colored silks and with or without gold and silver threads, ornamental features in brocade are emphasized and wrought as additions to the main fabric, sometimes stiffening it, though more frequently producing on its face the effect of low relief. These additions present a distinctive appearance on the back of the stuff where V.04P.0621 the weft or floating threads of the brocade or broached parts hang in loose groups or are clipped away. Illustration, Figure 1. Brocade woven in red and olive green silks and gold thread on a cream-colored ground. Along the top is the Kufic inscription, Aramu'en, the Merciful several times repeated in olive green on a gold thread ground. Pairs of seated animals. Adderstra garden and Geese of eyes are worked within the lozenge-shaped compartments of the trellis framework which regulates the pattern. Both animals and birds are separated by conventional trees. And the latter are enclosed in inscriptions of Kufic characters. Siculosaracenic. 11th or 12th century, 51-2 inches square illustration, figure 3, piece of stuff woven or brocaded with red silk and gold thread, with an ogival framing enclosing alternately, pairs of parrots, attest garden and a well-known Persian or Sassanian leaf-shaped fruit device, probably of Rhenish Byzantine manufacture in the 12th or 13th century, 9 inches long, the Latin word broccas is related equally to the Italian broccato, the Spanish brocar and the French brocarts and brochure, and implies a form of stitching or broaching, so that textile fabrics woven with an appearance of stitching or broaching have consequently come to be termed brocades. A Spanish document dated 1375 distinguishes between lost rapstier e dirgent odesita and brocats capstier e a difference which is readily perceived, upon comparing for instance cloths of gold, Indian kinkabs with Leon silks that are broches with threads of gold, silk or other material. Notwithstanding this, many Indian kinkobs and dainty gold and colored silk weavings of Persian workmanship, both without floating threads, are often called brocades, although in neither is the ornamentation really broche or brocade. Contemporary in use with the Spanish brocades is the word brocado. In addition to brocarts the French now use the word brochure in connection with certain silk stuffs which however are not brocades in the same sense as the brocarts. A wardrobe account of King Edward Ivey, 1480 has an entry of, Satan broached with gold, a description that fairly applies to such an enriched satin as that for instance shown in figure 4, but some 3 centuries earlier than the date of that specimen. Decorative stuffs were partly broches with gold threads by oriental weavers, especially those of Persia. Syria and parts of southern Europe and northern Africa under the domination of the Saracens, to whom the earlier germs, so to speak, of brocading may be traced. Of such as the 11th or 12th century Saracen specimen in figure 1, in which the heads only of the pairs of animals and birds are broached with gold thread. Another sort of brocade material is indicated in figure 2. Taken from a part of a sumptuous siculo saracenic weaving produced in colored silks and gold threads at the famous Hotel de Stires in Palermo for an official robe of Henry IV, 1165-1197 as Emperor of the Holy Roman Empire, and still preserved in the Cathedral of Regensburg. Figure 3 is a further variety of textile that would be classed as broth This is of the 12th or 13th century manufacture, possibly by German or Rhenish Byzantine weavers. Or even by Spanish weavers, many of whom at Almeria, Malaga, Grenada, and Seville rival those at Palermo. In the 14th century, the making of satins heavily brocaded with gold threads was associated conspicuously with such Italian towns as Lucca, Genoa, Venice, and Florence. Figure four is from a piece of 14th-century dark blue satin broached in relief with gold thread in a design the like of which appears in the background of Orcagna's Coronation of the Virgin, now in the National Gallery, London. During the 17th century Genoa, Florence and Leon vied with each other in making brocades in which the enrichments were as frequently of colored silks as of gold intermixed with silken threads. Figure 5 is from a piece of crimson silk damask flatly brocaded with flowers, scroll forms, fruit and birds in gold. This is probably a Florentine workmanship. Rather more closely allied to modern brocades is the Leon specimen given in figure 6 in which the brocading is done not only with silver but also with colored silks. Early in the 18th century spinofields was busy as a competitor with Leon in manufacturing many sorts of brocades, specified in a collection of designs preserved in the National Art Library of the Victoria NV.04p.0622 Albert Museum, under such trade titles as, Brocade Loot String, Brocade Tabby, Brocade Tissue, Brocade Damask, Brocade Satin, Venetian Brocade and India-figured brocade. Brocading in China seems to be of considerable antiquity, and Dr. Bushell, in his valuable handbook on Chinese art cites a notice of five rolls of brocade with dragons woven upon a crimson ground, presented by the Emperor ming of the Wei dynasty, in the year A.D. 238, to the reigning Empress of Japan, and varieties of brocade patterns are recorded as being in use during the Song Dynasty 960-1279. The first edition of an illustrated work upon tillage and weaving was published in China in 1210, and contains an engraving of a loom constructed to a wee flowered silk brocades such as are woven at the present time at Suzhou and Hangzhou and elsewhere. On the other hand, although they are described usually as brocades, certain specimens of imperial Chinese robes sumptuous in ornament, sheen of colored silks and the glisten of golden threads, are woven in the tapestry weaving manner and without any floating threads. It seems reasonable to infer that Persians and Syrians derived the art of weaving brocades from the Chinese, and as has been indicated, passed it on to Saracens as well as Europeans. ASC illustration, figure 4, piece of blue satin brocade with gold threads. The unit of the pattern is a symmetrical arrangement of fantastic birds, vine leaves and curving stems. The bird shapes are remotely related to, if not derived from, the Chinese mystical, Fongong. North Italian weaving of the 14th century, about 11 inches square. Illustration, figure 5. Piece of crimson silk damask brocade in gold thread with symmetrically arranged flowers, scrolls, birds, and c Italian question mark Florentine. Late 17th century, about 2 feet 6 inches long. Illustration, figure 6. Piece of pink silk brocade in silver and white and colored silks. French middle 18th century, about 15 inches square. BROCCHI. Giovanni Battista 1772-1826. Italian mineralogist and geologist. Was born at Passano on the 18th of February 1772. He studied at the University of Pisa, where his attention was turned to mineralogy and botany. In 1802 he was appointed professor of botany in the new Lyceum of Brescia, but he more especially devoted himself to geological researches in the adjacent districts. The fruits of these labors appeared in different publications, particularly in his Tratato Mineralogico e Chemico Salminieri di Ferro del Dipartimento del Mella 1808 Treatise on the Iron Mines of Mella. These researches procured him the office of Inspector of Mines in the recently established Kingdom of Italy, and enabled him to extend his investigations over great part of the country. In 1811 he produced a valuable essay entitled Memoria Mineralogica sulla Vale di Fassa in Tirolo. But his most important work is the Conchiologia Fossile Subapanina Conoservazione Geologici Shudli Apennini, E. Celso and two volumes, 4, Milan, 1814, containing accurate details of the structure of the Apennine range, and an account of the fossils of the Italian tertiary strata compared with existing species. These subjects were further illustrated by his geognostic map, and his catalogue Arazionato di Rocks. Disposto con ordine geografico, per serverologiognosia dell'Italia Milan, 1817, his work dello Stato fisico del solo di Roma, 1820, with its accompanying map, is likewise noteworthy. In it he corrected the erroneous views of Breilac, who conceived that Rome occupies the site of a volcano, to which he ascribed the volcanic materials that cover the seven hills. Brockite won doubt that these materials were derived either from Albano. V.04P.0623 Unextinct Volcano, 12 meters from the city, or from mont Simony still farther to the north. Several papers by him, on mineralogical subjects, appeared in the Bibliotheca Italiana from 1816 to 1823. In the latter year I sailed for Egypt, in order to explore the geology of that country and report on its mineral resources. Every facility was granted by Nebhinath who in 1823, appointed him one of the commission to examine the district of Senair, but Brocke, unfortunately for science, fell a victim to the climate and died at Khartoum on the 25th of September 1826. B.R.O.C.H.A. and Edvielliers. Andre Jean Francois Marie 1772-1840, French mineralogist and geologist, was born at Villiers, near Nantes, on the 6th of August 1772. After studying at the École Polytechnique, he was in 1794 the first pupil admitted to the École des Mines. In 1804 he was appointed Professor of Geology and Mineralogy in the École des Mines, which had been temporarily transferred to Paysay in Savoy, and he returned with the school to Paris in 1815. Later on he became Inspector General of Mines and a member of the Academy of Sciences. He investigated the transition strata of the Tarantides. Wrote on the position of the granite rocks of Mont Blanc and on the lead minerals of Durdesserie and Cumberland. He was charged with the superintendence of the construction of the geological map of France, undertaken by his pupils Dupinot and Elie de Beaumont. He died in Paris on the 16th of May 1840. His publications include Traite Elementaire de Mineralogie, two volumes, 1801-1802; Second Education, 1808, and Traite Abrege de Cristallographie, Paris. 1818. BROCHA and A mineral species consisting of a basic copper sulfate cubic 40 so 4 Crystallizing in the orthorhombic system. The crystals are usually small and are prismatic or acicular in habit. They have a perfect cleavage parallel to the face letter D in the adjoining figure. They are transparent to translucent. With a vitreous luster. And are of an emerald green to blackish green color. Specific gravity 3.907. Hardness 31-4. The mineral was first found associated with malachite and native copper in the copper mines of the Urals, and was named by A. Levy in 1824 after A. J. M. Brocant Several varieties, differing somewhat in crystalline form, have been distinguished, some of them having originally been described as distinct species, but afterwards proved to be essentially identical with Brocantite. These are Conagene from the Urals, Brongnurdine from Mexico, chrysovigite from Iceland, and warringtonite from Cornwall, of other localities, mention may be made of rough and gill, called peckfells, Cumberland, where small brilliant crystals are associated with malachite and chrysocala in a quartzose rock, Rizbanya in the Bihar Mountains, Hungary, Etikamra in with etikamite, which closely resembles brocantite in general appearance, the Tinic district in Utah. A microscopical examination of the green copper ores of secondary origin in the Clifton and more district of Arizona proves brocantite to be of extremely common occurrence mostly intergrown with malachite which effectually masks its presence, it is not unlikely that the malachite of other localities will on examination be found to be intergrown with brocantite. Mention may be here made of another orthorhombic basic copper sulfate not unlike brocantite in general characters. But differing from it in containing water of crystallization and in its fine blue color, this is the Cornish mineral langite, which has the composition Cuzo 4.3 cubic OH2H2O. LJS Brock. Sir Isaac 1769-1812. British soldier and administrator. Was born at St. Peter Port, Guernsey. On the 6th of October 1769. Joining the army at the age of 15 as an ensign of the 8th regiment. He became a lieutenant-colonel in 1797. After less than 13 years' service, he commanded the 49th Regiment in the expedition to North Holland in 1799, was wounded at the Battle of egmont Oxy and subsequently served on board the British fleet at the Battle of Copenhagen. From 1802 to 1805 he was with his regiment in Canada, returning thither in 1806 in view of the imminence of war between Great Britain and the United States. From September 1806 till August 1810 he was in charge of the garrison at Quebec, in the latter year he assumed the command of the troops in Upper Canada, and soon afterwards took over the civil administration of that province as provisional lieutenant-governor. On the outbreak of the War of 1812 Brock had to defend Upper Canada against invasion by the United States. In the face of many difficulties and not a little disaffection, he organized the militia of the province, drove back the invaders and on the 16th of August 1812, with about 730 men and 600 Indians commanded by their chief Tecumseh, compelled the American force of 2,500 men under General William Hull 1753-1825 to surrender at Detroit, an achievement which gained him a knighthood of the Bath and the popular title of The Hero of Upper Canada, from Detroit he hurried to the Niagara frontier, but on the 13th of October in the same year was killed at the Battle of Queenstown Heights. The House of Commons voted a public monument to his memory, which was erected in St. Paul's Cathedral, London, on the 13th of October 1824, the 12th anniversary of his death. His remains were removed from the bastions of Fort George, where they had been originally interred, and placed beneath the monument on Queenstown Heights, erected by the provincial legislature. This was blown up by a fanatic in 1840. But as the result of a mass meeting of over 8,000 citizens held on the spot, a new and more stately monument was erected, his life and correspondence by his nephew, Ferdinand Brock upper Second Edition, London, 1847, still remains the best, later lives are by D.R. Red Toronto, 1894, and by Lady Edgar Toronto and London. 1905. W.L.G. Brock, Thomas 1847, English Sculptor was the chief pupil of Foley, and later became influenced by the New Romantic movement. His group, The Moment of Peril, was followed by The Genius of Poetry, Eve, and other ideal works that mark his development, his busts, such as those of Lord Leighton and Queen Victoria, his statues, such as Sir Richard Owen and Dr. Philpot, Bishop of Worcester, his sepulchral monuments, such as that to a Lord Leighton Street Paul's Cathedral, a work of singular significance, refinement and beauty and his memorial statues of Queen Victoria, at Hove and elsewhere, are examples of his power as a portraitist, sympathetic in feeling, sound and restrained in execution, and dignified and decorative in arrangement. The colossal equestrian statue of Edward the Black Prince was set up in the city square in Leeds in 1901, the year in which the sculptor was awarded the commission to execute the vast imperial memorial to Queen Victoria in front of Buckingham Palace. Brock was elected an associate of the Royal Academy in 1883 and full member in 1891. BROCKN, a mountain of Germany, in Prussian Saxony, the highest point 3733 feet of the Harge. It is a huge, bare, granite strewn, dome shaped mass and, owing to its being the greatest elevation in North Germany, commands magnificent views in all directions, from at Magdeburg and the Elbe. The towers of Leipzig and the Thuringian forest are distinctly visible in clear weather. Access to the summit is attained by a mountain railway 12 meters from and hun a station on the normal gauge line Wernigerode Nordhausen, and by two carriage roads from the Vodtall and Ilsenberg respectively. In the folklore of North Germany the Brocken holds an important place, and to it cling many legends. Long after Christianity had penetrated to these regions, the Brocken remained a place of heathen worship, annually. On Walpurgis night, 1st of May, curious rites were here enacted, which, condemned by the priests of the Christian Church, led to the belief that the devil and witches here held their orgies. Even to this day, this superstition possesses the minds of many country people around, who believe the mountain to be haunted on this night. In literature v.04p.0624 it is represented by the famous, Brocken scene, in Good as Faust. C. Jacobs dear Brocken and Jeskic Day on Sage Halla, 1878, and Proel, Brocken's Ogan Magdeburg, 1888. B. R. O. C. K. N., specter of the soul named from having been first observed in 1780 on the Brocken, an enormously magnified shadow of an observer cast upon a bank of cloud when the sun is low in high mountain regions, reproducing every motion of the observer in the form of a gigantic but misty image of himself, Brocks. B.A.R.D.H.O.L.D. Heinrich 1680-1747, German poet, was born at Hamburg on the 22nd of September 1680. He studied jurisprudence at Halle, and after extensive travels in Italy, France and Holland, settled in his native town in 1704. In 1720 he was appointed a member of the Hamburg Senate, and entrusted with several important offices. Six years from 1735 to 1741 he spent as Endman man magistrate at Ritz at Wettel. He died in Hamburg on the 16th of January 1747. Brock's poetic works were published in a series of nine volumes under the fantastic title Erdisches Vernügen in Gott 1721-1748. He also translated Marini's Lo de Rij No 1715. Pope's Essay on Man 1740 and Thomson's Seasons 1745. His poetry has small intrinsic value, but it is symptomatic of the change which came over German literature at the beginning of the 18th century. He was one of the first German poets to substitute for the bombastic imitations of Marini, to which he himself had begun by contributing, a clear and simple diction. He was also a pioneer in directing the attention of his countrymen to the new poetry of nature which originated in England. His verses, artificial and crude as they often are, Express a reverential attitude towards nature and a religious interpretation of natural phenomena, which was new to German poetry and prepared the way for Klopstock. Brock's autobiography was published by J. N. Lappenberg in the Zentrif des Vereins für Hamburger Geschichtsdei, E.I., pages 167 if 1847. See also A. Brandl, B. H. Brock's 1878, and G. F. Strauss, Brock's and H. F. Reimarus' Gismultschriften. I. A short selection of his poetry will be found in Volume 39, 1883 of Koarschner's Deutsche Nationale Liberator, BROCKHAUS. Friedrich Arnold 1772 1823, German publisher, was born at Dortmund on the 4th of May 1772. He was educated at the gymnasium of his native place, and from 1788 to 1793 served an apprenticeship in a mercantile house at Dusseldorf. He then devoted two years at Leipzig to the study of modern languages and literature, after which he set up at Dortmund in Emporium for English goods. In 1801 he transferred this business to Ornheim, and in the following year to Amsterdam. In 1805, having given up his first line of trade, he began business as a publisher. Two journals projected by him were not allowed by the government to survive for any length of time and in 1810 the complications in the affairs of Holland induced him to return homewards. In 1811 he settled at Altenburg. About three years previously he had purchased the copyright of the Conversations Lexicon, started in 1796, and in 1810-1811 he completed the first edition of the celebrated work 14th Education 1901-4. A second edition under his own editorship was begun in 1812, and was received with universal favor his business extended rapidly, and in 1818 Brockhaus removed to Leipzig, where he established a large printing house. Among the more extensive of his many literary undertakings were the critical periodicals Hermes, the Conversations Conversationsblatt afterwards the Blätterfuehr unter Unterhaltung, and the Zeitgenossen, and some large historical and bibliographical works, such as Räumer's Jeskitsch der Hohenschauten. And Eberts Ottmains Bibliographisches Lexikon. F. A. Brockhaus died at Leipzig on the 20th of August, 1823. The business was carried on by his sons, Friedrich Brockhaus (1800–1865), who retired in 1850, and Heinrich Brockhaus (1804–1874), under whom it was considerably extended. The latter especially rendered great services to literature and science, which the University of Jena recognized by making him in 1858, Honorary Doctor of Philosophy, in the years 1842 1848 Heinrich Brockhaus was member of the Saxon Second Chamber, as representative for Leipzig, was made honorary citizen of that city in 1872, and died there on the 15 November 1874, C.H.E. Brockhaus, Friedrich A. Brockhaus, St. Levin and Workendock-Briefen and endernauf new and three volumes, Leipzig, 1870 to 1881. Also by the same author, by firm F. A. Brockhaus, von year bis this 100 Jahre by 1805-1905, Leipzig, 1905. Another of Friedrich's sons, Hermann B. R. O. C. K. H. A. 1806-1877. German Orientalist was born at Amsterdam on the 28th of January 1806. While his two brothers carried on the business, he devoted himself to an academic career. He was appointed extraordinary professor in Jena in 1838, and in 1841 received a call in a similar capacity to Leipzig, where in 1848 he was made ordinary professor of ancient Semitic. He died at Leipzig on the 5th of January 1877. Brockhaus was an Oriental scholar in the old sense of the word, devoting his attention, not to one language only, but to acquiring a familiarity with the principal languages and literature of the East. He studied Hebrew. Arabic and Persian, and was able to a lecture on Sanskrit. Afterwards his specialty, Pali, Zen and even on Chinese. His most important work was the Edideo Principes of the Kathasarit Sagra, the Ocean of the Streams of Story, the large collection of Sanskrit stories made by Soma Viva in the 12th century. By this publication he gave the first impetus to a really scientific study of the origin and spreading of popular tales and enabled Professor Benthi and others to trace the great bulk of Eastern and Western stories to an Indian, and more especially to a Buddhistic source. Among Professor Brockhouses other publications were his edition of the curious philosophical play Prabodach and The Rise of the Moon of Intelligence, his critical edition of the Songs of Hafiz, and his publication in Latin letters of the text of the Zendavesta. B.R.O.C. Richard 1720-1797, English Physician was born at Minehead, Somersetshire, on the 11th of August 1722. He was educated at Bullittor, in Ireland, where Edmund Burke was one of his school fellows, studied medicine at Edinburgh, and finally graduated at Legan in 1745, appointed physician to the army in 1758. He served in Germany during part of the Seven Years' War, and on his return settled down to practice in London. In 1764 he published Economical and Medical Observations, which contained suggestions for improving the hygiene of army hospitals. In his latter years he withdrew altogether into private life. The circle of his friends included some of the most distinguished literary men of the age. He was warmly attached to Dr. Johnson, to whom about 1784 he offered an annuity of L. 100 for life, and whom he attended on his deathbed, while in 1788 he presented Burke. Of whom he was an intimate friend, with L1000, and offered to repeat the gift every year until your merit is rewarded as it ought to be at court. He died on the 11th of December 1797, leaving his house and part of his fortune to his grandnephew, Dr. Thomas Young, Brockton, a city of Plymouth County, Massachusetts, USA about 20 meters s of Boston, and containing an area of 21 square meters of rolling surface. Pop. 1878,007. 1880, 13.608, 1890 27.294, 1940.063, of whom 9484 were foreign-born, including 2667 Irish, 2199 English Canadians and 1973 Swedes, 1910. Census 56.878. It is served by the New York, New Haven and Hartford Railway. Brockton has a public library with 54.000 volumes, in 1908. By popular vote, beginning in 1886 except in 1898, the liquor traffic was prohibited annually. The death rate, 13.18 in 1907, is very low for a manufacturing city of its size. Brockton is the industrial center of a large population surrounding it East and West Bridgewater, Northeastern, Avon, Randolph, Holbrook and Whitman, and is an important manufacturing place, both in 1900 and in 1905 it ranked first among the cities of the United States in the manufacture of boots and shoes. The city's total factory product in 1900 was valued at area code 24855362, and in 1905 at area code 37790982, an increase during the five years of 52. The boot and shoe product in 1905 was valued at area code 300730149.4 of the value of the total boot and shoe product of the United States. The boot v.04p.0625 and shoe cut stock at 1.344.977 and the boot and shoe findings at 2.435.1373 combined, representing 89.6 of the city's total manufactured product. In 1908 there were 35 shoe factories, including the W.L. Douglas, the Ralston, the Walkover, the Eaton, the Keith and the Packard Establishments. And, in 1905, Area Code 14 0 in 1907 about Area Code 17000-000, pairs of shoes were produced in the city. Among the other products are lasts, blacking, paper and wooden packing boxes. Nails and spikes, and shoe fittings and tools. The assessed valuation of the city rose from 6.876.427 in 1881 to area code 37408332 in 1907. Brockton was a part of Bridgewater until 1821, when it was incorporated as the township of North Bridgewater. Its present name was adopted in 1874, and it was chartered as a city in 1881. Brockton was the first city in Massachusetts to abolish all grade crossings 1896 within its limits. Brockville, a town and port of entry of Ontario, Canada, and capital of Leeds County, named after General Sir Isaac Brock, situated 119 meters SW of Montreal, on the left bank of the St. Lawrence, and on the Grand Trunk, and Brockville and Westport Railways, a branch line connects it with the Canadian Pacific. It has steamer communication with the St. Lawrence and Lake Ontario ports, and is a summer resort. The principal manufactures are hardware, furnaces, agricultural implements, carriages and chemicals. It is the center of one of the chief dairy districts of Canada, and ships large quantities of cheese and butter. Pop. 1881-7609, 1901-8940. Biarodi, a town of Croatia, Slavonia, in the county of Posga. On the left bank of the river save 124 meters by rail se by e pop 1973-10, the principal Bosnian railway here crosses the river to meet the Hungarian system. Brod has thus a considerable transit trade, especially in cereals, wine, spirits, prunes and wood. It is sometimes called Slavonisk Brod to distinguish it from Bosna Brod or Bosnisk Brod across the river. The town owes its name to a Ford Servian Broad of the Safe, and dates at least from the 15th century. Broad was frequently captured and recaptured in the wars between Turkey and Austria, and it was here that the Austrian army mustered, in 1879, for the occupation of Bosnia. Biarodiarite, William John 1789-1859, English naturalist, was born in Bristol on 21 November 1789. After graduating at Oxford he was called to the bar in 1817, and for some years was engaged in law reporting. In 1822 he was appointed a Metropolitan Police Magistrate, and filled that office until 1856, first at the Thames Police Court and then at Westminster. His leisure was devoted to natural history, and his writings did much to further the study of zoology in England. The zoological articles in the Penny Cyclopedia were written by him, and a series of articles contributed to Fraser's magazine were reprinted in 1848 as zoological recreations, and were followed in 1852 by leaves from the notebook of a naturalist. He was one of the founders of the Zoological Society of London, and a large collection of shells which he formed was ultimately bought by the British Museum. He died in London on 27 February 1859. 80, John R.O.M.E.Y. in 1814-1873. American historical scholar was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, on the 2nd of January, 1814. The son of Jacob Brodhead (1780–1855), a prominent clergyman of the Dutch Reformed Church, he graduated at Rutgers College in 1831, and in 1835 was admitted to the bar in New York City. After 1837, however, he devoted himself principally to the study of American colonial history. And in order to have access to the records of the early Dutch settlements in America he obtained in 1839 an appointment as attaché of the American legation at the Hague. His investigations here soon prof.